Hello, and welcome to the Stop Questioning Everything podcast, where we talk about art and subversion, science and skepticism, and community. This is the official Drug Receipts podcast. My name is Arlo Eisenberg. I'm the creator and founder of Drug Receipts, and I'll be your host uh, for this episode and for all episodes, uh, more or less. Uh, today is April 7th, 2022, at least here in America. Uh, in other parts of the world where our producers are in New Zealand, it's already April 8th. Um, today, we've got a lot to talk about. We've got a lot coming up in the next 30 days. We're going to talk about the gallery shows that we're doing with Tyler Shields. In fact, Tyler is here. He's going to talk to us about that. Very exciting stuff. We're going to talk about Blading Cup. We've also got John Julio as a very special featured guest on this episode. And we're going to talk about Drug Wars. Uh, we'll talk about latest news items. We're going to bring on Jesse to go over our, uh, our latest news items. Um, and we're also going to do some skeptic talk. <laughs> that is something that we've been neglecting the last couple of ep episodes. We've just had so much content, so many news items, but it is an important pillar, an important part of this project. So we are going to make time for some skeptic talk at the end of the episode today. So please uh, stick around for that. If you're listening on an audio podcast, just be advised that there will be some images and videos throughout. We will do our best to describe what we're looking at, um, but we encourage you when you get a chance to subscribe to our YouTube channel and watch the broadcast of the episode to get the full experience. Um, but there will be plenty of good content to listen to, so we hope that we will make it worth your time. Uh, so with all of that said, let's not waste any time. Let's bring up our first guest, Tyler Shields. <laughs> oh man, Tyler, you know what? You have a you have a card. John, let's let's bring up the Tyler Shields title card if you have it. Oh yeah, what is that? Yeah. Let's get it. Let's give him his full money's worth here. Do we have that? I guess I got apparently, apparently not. But I see Selena Lloyd has my uh, the the drug receipts piece I have as her avatar. So that's oh awesome. man, yes, she's she's really kissing up to the guest. Tyler will forgive us, right? He he comes on yes. the podcast enough, but it would be unforgivable if we got to John Julio and he did not get to see his name in lights. Uh, that's right. So he's he's only in it for the glory. So let's make sure that we pay him off with a, a beautiful title card. <laughs> These comments are amazing, and yes, I want a good title card. Uh, but I see John Nicely's in here. Uh, Sean uh, just gave me a big shout out, so hello to good. everyone in the comments. Good, and thank you, Selena, for for using the PFP. Very exciting. Whoever blew it on my title card, uh, I want a public apology. You know, that's on me. That okay. it, the buck stops here. That's on me. So Tyler, okay. we will get that rectified. Sorry about thank that. You. Uh, thank you. But so thank you. For making time to come in here and chat with us. I know that you're super busy. Uh, you and I, like even just trying to get on the phone together the past like 72 hours has been so difficult, like constant uh, facing each other. Yeah. Um, but tell me a little bit about what you've been working on. I know there's exciting stuff. I am in the middle of a project that I've been working on for about 10 or 11 months, which uh, I've been shooting on IMAX and 35, all these, all these crazy formats. And so I just, I just screened it at IMAX the other day. Oh wow! And it, it was one of the, I'll tell you the first time I saw a large print, like, yeah. I mean, a giant print, it was the same experience as seeing this on an IMAX screen. Really? It, it, it was, it was 
maybe even crazier because I, at this point, I didn't think I could be surprised by something. Um, so we did that. And now we're working on a, a couple days where we're going to shoot about 15 more sequences. And so we're wrangling about $20 million worth of cars and chase scenes and all this crazy stuff for it. So we're, we're going to shoot some more IMAX. So, so that's for the project you're working on. It's going to have like car chase scenes and stuff in it. We've got helicopters. Oh, chase wow. oh, oh no. It's, it's a full on, it's a big production. That's crazy. Because, yeah. you know, when I've spent a lot of time staying in your place recently, just because we've had so many, or I had so much time in California recently. Right. Um, but, you know, sometimes I'll get to, you know, I'll get to catch a little bit of what you're editing on the screen and stuff. And a lot of yeah. what I've seen is interviews, right? It's the actors yes. doing their part. And so when yeah. you say, you know, I'm imagining you watching just giant actors' heads, like on the IMAX uh, screen, right? Yeah. But it sounds like there's more to it than that. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's crazy i can't share anything yeah are you gonna send me something yeah <laughs> no, oh man no secret if, if you can't say it in front of the whole class no but definitely send it i want to see it i sent um, it to you yeah i'm not gonna say anything else but so yeah i've been working on that and then obviously oh sorry the cat ran it scared her oh look wow, at that yeah so that's Dang just it. that's just that's just one of the things. So that's actually on the, the screen. That's amazing. So yep. talk to me about this a little bit. Um, because you you likened it to the first time you saw a large format print. But yeah. when you saw your stuff up on the IMAX uh, theater screen, it wasn't just that it was it was large and on the screen. You're actually shooting on IMAX film, right? So it's actually large yes. format film. Yes. It it was uh you know, I'm still, I think I'm still processing it because it was one of the craziest experiences I've ever had. You know, you get used to editing on a monitor, you get used to seeing things on a monitor, and then all of a sudden you're seeing everything on this giant, you know, it's one of the best theaters in the world, if not the best theater in the world. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it's just, it was absolutely insane. So, so I don't think it's giving away too much, but you know, most of us are familiar with your work as a photographer and you yeah. also do put a lot of video content out there. Yeah. Um, but the, I don't think it's giving away too much, but the image that you sent me, it looks like one of your prints. It looks like one of your photographs. Is that yes. kind of the way you're shooting this? Yeah. So that's why I wanted to use IMAX is because, you know, it shoots on a 65 millimeter negative. That's about this big, which is similar to, you know, some of the film cameras I use. Um, and so, you know, Again, you, uh, we all hear, oh, IMAX and, you know, it's the camera Christopher Nolan uses and it's, you know, it's amazing and whatever, but shooting something and then seeing it and literally watching it be, like you said, a picture, like it looks like a picture that I've taken moving. It's so, so cool. Crazy. But yeah. Tires of trajectories on the side of the Oh, uh, no, that is not, uh, that is not my lips, nor is it Jesse's lips, Sean. That is someone else's lips. <laughs> but those those are the two candidates i think either you or jesse me, yeah me or jesse i never noticed that much similarity between the two of you guys yeah thank you if john if i don't get a title card john doesn't get a title card we're going no title cards today oh man well i don't know if john will stand for that but we'll see um <laughs> all right so speaking of sotheby's tyler we have a couple of gallery shows coming up the first one is samuel lynn gallery yes right yes. here in dallas so that's you're right. going to be coming to Dallas this month, which yes. is exciting. 
I think um, we should I think we should focus everything on that. We could talk a little bit about the other one, but there's so much to unpack about the Samuel Lynn that is fascinating. Exactly. Um, that's the first one on the calendar. That is the one that we're going to focus on. In one, fact, yeah. uh, Joellen, let's go ahead and bring up the invite um, for the, the uh, Samuel Lynn gallery. Show. Oh, look at that. <laughs> Did you see it, Tyler? I saw it like a, like in the blink. Yeah. Of, oh, Don't there believe. it is. Wow. Although, oh, yeah, that's amazing. Introducing Tyler Shields. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Oh, okay. look at that. So there we go. Look at that. All right, so this is the official flyer from the gallery for Tyler Shields' show coming up in here in Dallas. It's at the Samuel Lynn Galleries, and you see on the right there is Apollo. That's the digital gallery that is, you know, has an entire wing of the Samuel Lynn Galleries space that we're going to be at, at their main gallery on Dragon Street. And you can also yep. see down there the, the Drug Receipts logo because we are going to be featured in that digital space. Mm -hmm. um, but, Joel, let's go ahead and bring up the next uh, the next slide here because I want to talk about that piece, Tyler, because again, oh, yeah. this was, you know, it's so funny being in your space. Like when I got to, when I spent a time with you in California, but just all the stuff that's happening in your world, like all these like crazy things, like you're going to pick up the Ferrari, but <laughs> talk to me a little bit about what, what this shoots about and what, and how you got the Ferrari. Yeah. So I actually bought this Ferrari um, and you know, I bought it, uh, as some people in here may know, some people may not know, I once blew up a Rolls Royce. Um, and so, you know, of course, when you want to destroy something, you have to buy it, right? I can't just say, oh, I'm going to rent this thing and then, uh, set it on fire. So I found a Ferrari that was basically, it was made the same year that I was born. Um, and you know, this is like the classic, it's like the iconic from our childhood Ferrari. And I know some people, you know, they go through their like midlife crisis. They want to buy a sports car. And I thought it would be funny if for my birthday, I bought a sports car uh, that then I blew up. Um, Are you yeah. saying you're going to blow up that Ferrari? I am going to. Well, I'm going to set it on fire. Yes. <laughs> That's really cool. I mean, yeah. I, it's really insane, but cool, yeah. crazy, crazy cool. So, so and when I, because I bought it, I was like, okay, well, I don't want to just buy it and then blow it up. So I want to do some other shots uh, with it. And that's where, that's where this photo came from. And since we're looking at it and it's on the flyer, I'm guessing this is yeah. one of the new pieces that's going to be featured at the Samuel Lynn gallery show. It, it might be sold out by the time we get there, which is funny. So that's amazing. That's really cool. But talk to us a little bit about that because it's a, it's a photo. So how does sold out work? How many prints do you make? Yeah. So I, I do a couple of sizes. So I do a couple different sizes and I do editions of three. Most photographers, you know, older people, they would do editions of 50, 75, sometimes a hundred. Um, newer, younger photographers, I think a lot of them do editions of 25. Some people do 12, some people do 10. Um, and I think, you know, I started doing three, uh, 15 years ago and people thought I was insane when I started mm -hmm. doing that. They were like, that's just absurd, you know, it's unheard of whatever. And so now over the years, I think it's really become more kind of normal, especially with the NFT stuff with the one of ones that the idea is it's, you know, moving to smaller editions. Yeah. It's interesting that you say with the NFTs, um, let's, Joel, bring up the next image. Uh, cause I want to talk about the NFTs because they, you're going to have your beautiful photos up on the walls, 
but we're also mm -hmm. going to have the, the digital room with these monitors. Yes. So yes. this is a photograph of what the Samuel Lynn Gallery room is going to look like. And you can see that there are six monitors there. The two portrait-oriented monitors on the left and right flanking the main display in the center. Um, and what we're looking at here is a beautiful presentation of Tyler's art. There, These are basically NFT or digital versions of some of Tyler's iconic photographs there in the Apollo room. But for the April 22nd show, um, and that's going to be open to the public from 8 to 9 p.m. Am I correct. saying that right? Yes, from yes, 8 to 9 p.m. That is, yeah, that's correct. Uh, for, for the, yeah, so for the April 22nd show, it's going to be drug receipts. So in that room and on the walls to the left and right, there actually are some framed pieces, just some, uh, some, um, in real life frame piece, frame pieces. And those, I think will, those will be drug receipts. We're going to talk a little bit more about that in a second, but Joellen, uh, let's go ahead and show the next slide here. So this is just a mock-up, uh, and these are just random NFTs that I actually grabbed from wow. the developers when we were testing out the different um, orientations. But this is something that we've talked about quite a bit, that it's going to be one of the first things that's available in the drugstore is your uh, download packages. You're going to be able to download a portrait version of your PFP, just like you see on the left and right. You can see that the background is extended, so you can, you can display them in a portrait uh, vertical format. Also, uh, the red wine and the yellow PFPs in the center presentation, the walking cap, I mean, the walking Rex and the tabby wearing the beret. But those are, all, those are both in landscape format. You can see that the background is extended to the left and to the right. Uh, so we are providing all of these formats too. And then the one there on the left is your standard, you know, square uh, 2160, is that what it is by 2160? Uh, the, the same way that it's presented as the NFT on OpenSea. And there are a couple of other uh, versions that will come with your, your downloadable package. You'll also get a transparent PNG, which I think Acrothetics has been providing for you all <laughs> in the meantime, if you're in our Discord. And you'll also get a giant, uh, basically, if you take the, the portrait version and the landscape version with the extended backgrounds, you also get a square version of that where you have an extended background all the way around. Uh, and you know the, that is basically you're limited only by your imagination because we are going to provide you the assets uh, to, to kind of let your creativity run wild with these. But while we're looking at this Apollo room here, so the way that the monitors work, basically we're going to, it's not going to be just one image up for the entire evening. Each one of those monitors is going to be playing a video loop in essence. So the PFPs, the NFTs will be changing out periodically on each of the monitors. And that configuration in the center that has the four monitors on it, you know, it can switch up between being two squares left and right. It can be four individual landscape uh, uh, NFTs showing, or it can be one giant full screen takeover. And in addition to having your beautiful NFTs in this space, we're also going to be showing, you know, our uh, promo video, the beautiful promo video that Tyler Shields shot that talks about drug receipts. Uh, and we'll have, you know, some logo animations. So there's, it's going to be a really dynamic and gorgeous uh, drug receipts um, experience there in the Apollo room. 
Uh, and I think we're also going to have, we'll probably maybe have some framed actually thermal receipts in the room. And Tyler, that, I mean, how cool is that room going to be, right? I mean, I was just grinning for like three minutes straight looking at it. I Because cause I've been in that room many times, so I yeah. know what it's actually going to look like. like. That picture doesn't do it justice. Yeah, it's going to be really cool. And again, th those NFTs that I put in there were, were completely random. The ones that we have yeah. curated for the show are going to... Oh, at least half of them, I think, are going to have Tyler's traits. We've got some Catwoman masks. We've got some ruby slippers. And then we've just got a few other, you know, what we think are really representative, really cool um, versions of Cap and Rex and Tabby. Oh, no, and Siren, since all the Tyler Shields traits are going to be Tabby. So there's going to be a lot of Tabby in the show. And then we're also making sure that we get Siren, Rex, and Cap in there. Um so just a word about that, the curated collection, we have already reached out to a couple of you or a few of you because we need prints to frame for in the gallery. So we wanted to make sure that you knew that we were planning to do that with your prints. But for the rest of you, we will be sending out uh, your confirmation letters, you know, here in the next few days. Really, honestly, all we're trying to do is I'm trying to get the, the consignment letter um, put together and get that from the gallery. Uh, so that when we send out your confirmation letter, we can also basically send out your consignment contract uh, and also give you guys the details on how the the uh, the wallet's going to work for holding your NFT pieces. But the you know we've seen the twelve pieces that that we put together based on all of your submissions. We got a lot of really really good submissions. I mean, it was hard to narrow it down to twelve, but we've tried to show a a range that includes a lot of different traits. A range that shows uh, different um, uh, different Ethereum prices, right? We want to give people different um, points of entry into the collection, uh, and also sort of different aesthetics. You know, some that have a lot of traits, some that are more uh, streamlined. Uh, but the the collection altogether looks really really cool, and I can't wait to see it in that room. And we're gonna figure out a way to live stream so that we can show you guys uh, the room in real time. Uh, but we're also going to film so that we can put together some nice edits coming out of the event. So we'll get a lot of content from that. It's going to be great. But let's talk about these the, the prints in there, Tyler. So the idea is for each of the 12 people, and we're, that's, that's the number we've selected. There's going to be 12 NFTs in the collection. For each of the 12 people, or for each of the 12 NFTs, just in case some of you get, just in case someone got more than one, but for each of the 12 NFTs, we're making two high quality, uh, museum quality archival prints at the exact same lab that Tyler uses to print all of his stuff. So the best uh, quality that you can find anywhere in the world, uh, believe me, and if anyone knows, it's Tyler, right? <laughs> if he trusts it for his own prints, then you better believe that you're getting quality stuff. But so we're gonna make two prints of each one of you that have been selected to be in the show. These are 30 inch by 30 inch, one of Tyler's, um, conventional sizes, a beautiful size for your square uh, NFT. So we're having these printed at Tyler's lab. Tyler and I are each going to sign them and we're going to give one to the seller. So if you get your NFT in the show, oh yeah, look at that. So you know what, Joellen, let's, let's go ahead and bring up what Tyler's shown us. So, yeah. Oh, you've got, you've got Jamie's. Whoa. So that might be some alpha there. Or Jamie, surprise, congratulations. Um, let's look at 
I, I text you. Yeah, I text you um, a couple more things because I just got them. Okay, but yeah. Look at you that. But, but, by the way, I just want to preface this. Uh, this is a photograph of the print. This has not been. This is not photoshopped. It's not doctored. This is literally how crazy. Because when I showed it to Allie, she goes, "Well, that's cool. What's the actual print going to look like?" And I go, "No, no, that is the actual print." Yeah. So just to, just a preface. And how how was it, Todd? I mean, I've only seen the photo of it. What was it like to see it in real life at the lab? Again, again, it doesn't. The photo does not do it justice. Um, and I just sent you the, a little bit, two videos of it, um, of them, and. It's just, I mean, they look so, so incredible in person. Like they are, they are just beautiful. Yeah. It's so cool. Yeah, look at that. And that's, that's 30 inches by 30 inches. And mm -hmm. these things, so we're framing two of them, right? We're going to have one of the cat mask hanging on the wall. Yes. And we're going to have one uh, of the Ruby slippers hanging on the wall. Uh, just to give an idea of what these things could look like framed. But in that room, they're going to be framed prints, but there's also going to be basically framed monitors uh, showing the NFTs. So it's just a lot of different ways to display your art. Uh, and so I was saying that we are making two prints of each one. So one print is going to go to the seller. That is, you know, uh, our thank you to each of you. Well, for, on the one hand, it's a reward. It's like saying, congratulations, uh, you know, you've made it into the show. But it's also our way of saying thank you for a lot, you know, trusting us with your NFT um, while we sell it or while we, while we try to sell it and include it in the show. Uh, it's just it's going to be a really stunning uh, piece for for you to have. So one one of the prints is going to go to the seller and one print will go to the buyer. Whoever buys the NFT will get a signed print in addition to getting the NFT. So it's a really, really, really cool um, approach to marrying the two worlds between the you know the the fine art uh the sort of the legacy fine art gallery space and also the the cutting edge nft collectibles space. um arlo i just sent them through to don so i think he may have them in a second um, oh are you on whatsapp with don too of course don and i oh, talk on WhatsApp all the Thank time you. but arlo i have a question for you yeah so uh oh he he says he put it on discord um Oh, okay. So, so my question is today, when I was at the lab, one of the guys who works at the lab bought a drug receipts. Okay. Really? Cool. Yeah, of course. So he saw the prints cause he's one yeah. of my printmakers. Right. Yeah. And he, yeah. and he says, Oh my God, you're, you know, he's like freaking yeah. out. Right. And he said to me, can I buy a print of my drug receipts? And <laughs> And I said, I don't know, but I'll find out. So what is he asking? What he wants to know. Yeah. Um, oh, John nicely said, yes, he did post them on Discord. He posted the things that Don just posted on Discord. What he wanted to know is could he buy a physical print of the NFT that he owns? Yeah. So he's, this is and interesting. I, I said, right. I don't know. And, and I don't know if anyone else would be interested in that, but. Maybe they would. Yeah. It's a good question. And it's one of the really innovative and trailblazing aspects of NFTs and what makes this so unique in the space of art collecting. So when he when he owns the NFT, now that he owns that NFT, he owns the rights to it. He can do whatever he wants with it. It's his mm -hmm. print shop. 
He has the NFT. He has the power. He can print as many of them as he wants. He can sell them. He can't, mm-hmm. he can't put drug receipts, you know, a drug receipts logo on it, but mm-hmm. he can call it, you know, uh, Johnny, Johnny printmakers, you know, right. cat um, but yeah, he absolutely, he, he doesn't have to buy it from us. All he has to do is print it and hang it. The, the difference is what I think is yeah. it's very different from going and printing it at Kinko's and there's no quality control. Right. And so I think more the question is like, you know, uh, like John nicely just said, you know, I'll speak for everybody ever. Yes. I would buy He was like, I would love to buy a print of mine. So I'm not saying that we need to be like, you know, you know, it's $10,000 for a print or whatever, whatever. But I'm saying if there are certain people that want to buy the physical print at the quality to which we're doing, you know, cause these are not, they're not cheap prints, right? Like they cost a little bit of money. So could, could they get it from us or would we just direct somebody just to do it on their, on their own? So what he would do is he would make that offer to the community, right? He would, he would get it out there to, drug snugglers to the drug receipts community. If you want, if you love this print that you saw on the Samuel and gallery show and you mm-hmm. want your own high quality version of your own NFT, I'm the guy that can do it. I can give you the exact same quality that Tyler Shields is getting. And that's, that's between him and all the drug snugglers, all the, got NFT it. Holders. Yep. Got it. They, Great. They don't need us. Cause once they, once they buy their NFT, it's their NFT. Then it's there. Okay. Done. Got it. Unless they want us to sign it and then we can, we can give them our, our signing fee. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah, there is no yeah, signing. Yeah. Just go up to one of our events, and we'll, yeah. we'll happily sign it for you. Yeah, just it was just interesting because I didn't know the answer. You know what I mean? Like I, I know the rights and everything and whatever, whatever. But yeah, it's it's you know printing is uh, it's it's like speaking a different language. Talking to yeah. printers and understanding it is a different language. Well, and but and and it's such a great line of um, discussion, Tyler. But, you know, what's true of printing is true of everything else. So if, you know, if there is someone who wants to make you, you know, it's like acrothetics, what he's doing, right? If he, you know, he can make you a transparent PNG or he can Photoshop, you know, your NFT into some background. It's like there are people who can start to add value to the community by adding services to the mm-hmm. people that are holding NFTs for things that they want to do with them. Maybe really? someone you know, will, will put it on yeah. a hoodie or someone, right? Just all different things. So, so then what I could do potentially... And I can't answer this now. So if anybody starts asking a bunch of questions, I can't answer this now. But what I could potentially do is I could get some sort of an email at the lab where anybody that wants a good print, they can email the lab and the lab can give them a standard spec that I have specced out for them at the quality that, you know, they want it to be at. Yes. And you can give that info to Jesse and we can, you know, we can. We can Discord pin it in the Discord it. so if yeah. people can find it. We can send it out in a newsletter. Yeah, we can pump it out Great. to all of our channels and people so will love that info. So I can get the lab to make a specific email that's mm-hmm. just for drug receipts. Like it would be, yeah. you know, drug receipts or blah, 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 at, you know, whatever. Yeah. And then that way, all you'd have to do is email and say, I want the Tyler print or, or you know, the, the uh, print style. And then yeah. you're mm-hmm. going to get the best, best quality. Yeah. Give, give me the TS treatment. Yep. That's it. Yep. Great. Mm-hmm. I, by yeah, the way, perfect. I think that is fascinating. And I think that's great. Like that's great information to, for people to have. And if it's set up easily, um, you know, look, the lab ships worldwide. So you can literally be anywhere in the world. 
they can make you the print, they can ship it to you, and then you just have to pay for, you know, just pay for the cost of the print. Yeah, it's so cool. It's such a great idea. And I'm so stoked that your that your printer has a, a drug receipt that, that he's excited right? about. That's so awesome. Oh yeah, when I came in, he goes, he goes, look at mine. I was like, <laughs> I was like, you I want to see one. it. I want to see what he got. Um next time next time I'm in town, which actually will be very soon, you got taken by the lab. I wanna I wanna say hi to him and see what he got. Yep. Uh but speaking of saying hi, Joel, let's go ahead. If John's available, let's go ahead and let's bring him bring up. Him in. I want to get him in before Tyler goes, and I don't want him to be sitting back there in the, the wings too long. Uh, so let's bring up our next special guest, John Julio. Title card. Oh, no. What? Oh, no title card. It's all even here. This is not a. Oh, not yes. A, oh, okay. Okay. Yes. Wow. Okay. Look at that. Production value. There we go. So we got the title card, I, but we don't have it on. <laughs> I'm trying to figure out how to turn it oh on. My God. Can you hear me? There he is. There he is. There awesome. he is. Um, okay, quickly, wow. I've got an extra few minutes, but I'm I am literally about to pee my pants. So I'll be right back. So sorry. Okay, we'll hold it down while you're Thank you. Thank you. taking care of your business. Good so John, you, you're definitely winning the, the background oh, wait. Uh, competition here. That's really cool. Say that one more time, Marlo. You're winning the background competition. That backdrop that you have looks really cool. Thank you. It's our blinds for our separates the shop from the warehouse. Well, I yeah, I know where you are. Right now. I, I've been there, but yeah, let's show them. There's the them shop. Very cool. <laughs> we just closed, so good timing. Oh, good. We've caught you at a good time. Well, sorry for making you wait, but hopefully that gave you time to wrap up stuff there at the shop. Um, so John, for you know anyone who doesn't know, all rollerbladers obviously know who you are, but our audience goes beyond rollerblading. And so there are some people who will appreciate uh, a little bit of background on you. And I'll just give it a start. I mean, I've known you for a long time, uh, but you are, you know, <laughs> you've always been a good skater and you've always been a creative and influential skater. Uh, you know, my earliest memories of you, Ryder, skating in camo pants and wearing glasses with no lenses in them. I mean, all stuff which might sound kind of tr trivial now, but back then it's like, you know, you made an impression, like you were doing things that were different. And you Style even, icon. Style icon. But even like, the, in, I think in the same section, what am I talking about? Like VG4 or something? Um, you... Like you would skate when you were doing lines, you would do tricks in between tricks. Like when you were skating from one spot to another and that in itself was to me was kind of revolutionary. Uh, but so you've always been kind of someone who thinks and adds to the sport. Um, and so now multiply that times, you know, uh, uh, Valo, uh, them, your shop. I mean, there are just so many projects uh, that you've had your, your uh, hands on. But the, the blading cup. The blading cup, yeah. We're, and we're going to get into all that. But you are, there's no question that you are the hardest working person in rollerblading. And I think that the general consensus is you are like the the president of rollerblading, right? You are like the the face of rollerblading, awesome. you're the ambassador. Um, yeah, so I, I can't say enough about uh, John. I can't say how much, I can't express in words how much I appreciate you. Uh, but I, I'm, 
I'm only saying all this to kind of hopefully give everyone else who's not a rollerblader an idea of how important you are and kind of the, the contributions that you've made to rollerblading. So welcome to Drug Receipts. Oh, wow, what an intro. Coming from my idol from there you the go. Well, days, so It's really yeah. nice to hear. <laughs> um, no, yeah. Yeah, uh, thanks for having me. And I appreciate the, oh. the invite and time. And I'm excited for what, what we've been working on. And uh, But by the way, uh, quick question. Yeah. Before we get into all of that, um, mm. John, now that I have you recorded on on this beautiful platform and, you know, this, this will live forever, uh, what are we going to do about somebody grinding or jumping over my Ferrari? Oh, wow. Because <laughs> I want, uh, I, want to uh... I want somebody to do it. And I see Randy Spicer. Maybe Randy will do it. I don't know. Somebody's got to jump over this Ferrari. Randy will miss you over your Ferrari for sure. I'm sure Chris Edwards will be there. Wow. He would love to front flip it. Wow. Wow. I'm sure you'll so, yeah, you, be classic. You can find someone easily. Are you sure you want someone to do that? Yes, John. I'm being dead serious. I didn't grow up and do so so well and all this to be able to buy a Ferrari so that no one could jump over it on rollerblades. I'm just not going to jump over it on rollerblades. This is By amazing. Way, I, amazing. I have, a pair of rollerblades. I have a pair of rollerblades right there. Prove it. What? <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Cool. There you go. Um, but John, let's go skating, I've said, Tyler. I've, John, I've said it to you multiple times, and I don't think you think I'm serious, but I want someone to jump over this Ferrari on rollerblades. Oh, you jump over your Ferrari. <sighs> you should jump over it. I know, but I don't. <laughs> I've so, got too much so to do. Who, guys, let's. let's stay focused, right? The who of, of the equation is the easiest part to figure out. The real question, John, is, is there space for it? Can, if we, if Tyler brings in the Ferrari, is there a place to put it? Uh, and we can get a, a launch ramp going up to it or a, a kicker ramp so someone can jump over it. Like you need a location? I have a location. It's gotta be somewhere with, it's gotta be somewhere near your venue, right? It's gotta be part of the event. Oh, you mean blading cup? Oh, no, it doesn't have to be. It doesn't have to be part of the event. I think it should just be a video thing. We'll shoot oh, it. I thought this yeah. was a blading cup thing. No, 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 no. Oh, this, this okay. Is, this so is then, just then to forget, have. Disregard me. I'll just let you guys talk. Forget. Yeah. Forget I said anything. So I would John, organize it. Yeah. Okay. Let's I'm sure make it we happen. can find someone to do it. Yeah. Well, I've, you I've you got tell it. me when. Listen, I mean, okay, I'll I'll figure out the date and then I'll lock it in. There you go. John, I'm sorry. I think I did you a disservice because in your in the glowing uh, introduction that I gave you, I did leave out that you were the the commissioner of the Blading Football League, and that's probably oh, your that's most, like most prestigious, prestigious title. title. Exactly, hundred yeah. percent. So, yes, a lot we of hard have work a, into that yeah, title. We have a, a a fantasy football league that's comprised of just old school rollerbladers. Um, and John is the, the commissioner of the league. He's, he's gone. He's gone now. Randy, I see you're in the chat. Do you think you could Misty flip over a Ferrari? I have to get it. This is the trophy. The oh. prestigious oh. trophy here. What a bragger. Arlo, yeah. Well, I didn't. I, who won it this year, Arlo? John is not going to let you shine. There you go. Yeah. Blading Football League. Sick. There's like a roll. He's on. He's got roll. I don't know if he turned here. He's got roll blades. Arlo actually. Um, added these onto the trophy wow surprised us all and then there's there's dave payne's autograph on there he won it one year 
for some reason. <laughs> I want it two years. Okay. Where's my name? Yeah, here we go. Um, where I can't. No, mine are together. Oh, and that's my name right there. Yeah. Yeah, we got, it, we got it. Where is, wow. Where's where's this? We saw that. We see that. Okay, and then there's Arlo two times, and then yeah. There you go. It's back to back. Back to back. AJ. Hey, there's my name again. Hey. Hey. hey Mike. AJ. By the way, no Randy. Randy says he'll buy a 540 over the Ferrari. Yeah. There you go. It's you got to take it. I'm taking off my earpiece because Siri keeps popping up. I don't know if you ever, you guys ever have that problem. No. You guys hear me? Yeah. Yeah. There you go. That's better. So what's happening with the blading cup? Uh, kind of knee deep right now. Like there's a lot of, a lot of, uh, lot, everything is kind of coming together right now with, uh, um, logistics. Um, we've had an overwhelming amount of support, which has been really cool. Like from so many, um, newer brands, um, roll blading. And this year is the first time, or this blading cup is our first ever spring cup. So, um, we did uh really well in november um the city was really stoked about how well the event um was organized and um the, the people that it drew it drew um the vibe and the uh the overall you know um yeah the overall vibe that um the event uh, projected and the, the group of people that came and it was just overall positive energy so um shortly after november the, the november event um property owner and a couple of city officials contacted me and they're like hey what do you think about um doing another one like in in the same year and i was like well of course um but the the problem um maybe you guys were there the biggest problem i think was the location and the amount of space that we had to facilitate, you know, thousands, well, a thousand people at the time, you know, throughout the day, it was thousands of people. So, um, I, I was, I told them I would love to bring it back to the parking lot. Um, hmm. in 2012, Arlo was there. He helped me yeah. host it on, on Fox, Fox sports. Um, it was a big production and we, at that time, the floor was really nice and, um, we were able to put the ramps out there. Um, but maybe a year or two after that, um, they redid the floors, but they didn't finish them. And it just kind of like, it was kind of like a gravel floor. So the whole lot was just gravel. Like, and so we could never do the event there again. Cause I mean, for skating, obviously you don't want to be skating on gravel. Um, so I, I asked them, like, I proposed to them, like, Hey, if you guys can like redo the floors for us and, um, I, we can move it over there and it'd be plenty of space so they said yes so huh, awesome. i think next, next next week they're repaving the the um parking lot floor um so yeah we're moving it over there and um we have more space for vendors more space for spectators um more space for ferrari uh, maybe maybe <laughs> hey we know not, we can take the street maybe if you, if you really want to plan it but uh we have a mini ramp contest oh, cool. which is rad oh. so maybe yeah, tyler like, will bring his skates i may have to come out of retirement i never ever uh, uh, i never lost a mini ramp contest ever uh -oh, oh wow there we go so, long words right there from tyler throwing down the gauntlet i, mean, I am retired but oh god that's yeah that yeah, does sound fun. Wide, so it's, it's a pretty 
pretty good with. Um, I think it's five and a half is what Miguel was saying. Thanks to Michelle and and Miguel, uh, Moxie, they're they're uh, pretty much sponsoring it all. Like uh, Skate Light is off, um, supplying the wood, so it's going to be a nice ramp. Um, wow. And then we have the street course, of course. So that's not, nothing's changed on that, and um, it's going to be more of a festival vibe. Um, we have a lot of the quad community there. Like you can tell on, on bladingcup.com, there's a lot of um, quad brands, quad podcasts, quad um, um, cross branding, helmet brands, and um, outside brands too, like MK Lighter. Like they, they're a big contributor. So we have a lot of interesting, um, not only newer brands, but brands that like, um, I would never expect that would support on such a level like Impala, like they're, they're a presenting sponsor as well. And, um, it's just been a, um, yeah, it's been really interesting in the last six months and seeing this kind of organically become something different than it ever has been. So, um, and John, what do you, what do you attribute that to? What do I attribute that to? Yeah. Um, I think, um, it's just a different time. Maybe it's a more inclusive time. It's more, um, maybe during COVID and, um, pre COVID, like I, I personally, as a brand owner, um, I, uh, I saw skating skate sales on a small scale. Cause we were a small company. Um, I saw growth and, um, talking to the customers, the shops that I, we sell to, they, they were feeling that too. And then COVID just kind of skyrocketed everything. Um, obviously everyone knows that at this point, right? So people went back to skating or, um, they remembered it, or they were trying to do something, um, that they can do with their families, something they can do by themselves, you know, because that's all you could do. So when skating was, is that is one of those things that you could do. So, um, uh, I, you know, as, as, as where we're at, I can only speak from where I'm at. And we just, uh, as far as them skates goes, like we, uh, we got into a lot of really interesting um collaborations and i met meeting new people and um they op that opened their doors to us to to like how do i say ex excel in outside just our our community and yeah one of those being brain dead um um that is a fashion brand from hollywood um, like streetwear and um they opened their doors to us and they exposed us into a, a different you know um outlet so um anyway that's one facet of where where we that opened um new doors for us um you know we, we quickly got into in different uh, medias like complex magazine hype beast and vogue and um i think that all those things attribute to just you know just it all just kind of snowballed and um it's from from my standpoint them skates and and blading cup um it, 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 it we one you know hand in hand as far as like marketing and working together um but the quad community they you know uh michelle and um november like we had maybe like five to ten quad brands mm -hmm. um but we had no quad event yet um yeah. but the obviously there was it was going to happen i can tell from there so and now it's like um for the first time we're going to have like um quad events with the blading events and it's gonna um intertwine together you know as far as like um 
oh yeah it's also a four-day event so it's also a longer event um so then you're going to have this kind of more festival feel where you're not just going to be like there for a day or two and then go home it's going to be um it's gonna be fun yeah I, it's going to be really cool it sounds awesome uh tyler i don't know how much longer we have you but i want to i do want to share a couple of things with john while you're still here before you go because we you know we've announced that when on our California trip, when we went out to visit you at the shop, John, that we worked out in principle, right? Uh, a presenting sponsorship for drug receipts, uh, but it you, is man. official now. Um, as yeah. of today, right? We started we started pumping it on our socials. You guys made the announcement. So, Joellen, let's show the uh, blading cups. What's that? For, uh, it's a huge contribution, um, you know, to to sponsor on that level. Um, it, it increases everything, increases prize purse, increases the, the value of the event. And uh, it's, yes, yeah, thank you a well, hundred times. You know, thank you both. Thank you, Brooke, and whoever's behind drug receipts. So. Sure, of course. And, you know, it's the least we can do, right? Rollerblading, obviously, <laughs> Brooke, Tyler, and I are doing this project. We started this project together. We are all rollerbladers. We only know each other because of rollerblading. And rollerblading features prominently in the Drug Receipts Project. Um, and it also features prominently in my life and in our lives. So it's only fitting that we would give back to the rollerblading community. And there's no no better place to do that than, than with you and with Blading Cup. Um, and it's not just, you know, we're not just doing it as a charity or to be altruistic. It's also because we think that it is really good visibility. We love, I love what you're doing with the brand. I think that it, you know, I think that it it's right on point for what we're trying to do. So it's a really good uh partnership there so so thank you john and we're really happy to be a part of it um yeah, on behalf of miguel also and, and reina and michelle now as far as like organizing this whole thing it's uh it, it is a lot of work it's a lot i mean everyone else has their their full-time work too and and um every bit of support that we do get it, it helps us you know it, it helps the whole the whole scenario and it's become a a big project now like a real um mm -hmm. life of its own and uh and it's just anyway, I just amazing to to have this kind of support and thank you. It's it's, uh, it's a lot of money too. You guys are sponsoring, so eh, and you know, ten million dollars is not, not so for bad. you. Not so bad. Uh, no, no, no. So, By the way, it, it is it is amazing and like, man, you know, I don't know how many people in the in the chat have have actually been able to make it to the event, but you know, I I think I went for the first time. I don't know, maybe like what was it like six years ago or some something like that. And before COVID, right? But yeah, way before COVID. And yeah. it is just such a fun event. Uh, it's just you guys just do such a great job. The whole thing is just awesome from top to bottom. And to hear now that it's getting bigger and you're taking the parking lot back and all of that, it's just I mean, it's it's awesome. And I and I'm I'm so happy to to hear to hear all that. Well, and the you know, the idea that that it's becoming more like a, a festival uh, type event, which is definitely yeah. where, where it was headed last year with all the booths and the vendors and the, the, um, the, the clubs and the, the uh, venues, uh, the live venues. Um, it just has that vibe. And so the more you lean into it, you know, because we have a lot of people in our community that aren't rollerbladers, but I'm sure would love to come out to an event like this. And there's a lot to do if you're a spectator or if you just want to, you know, vibe on the experience out there. There's plenty to watch, plenty to do. Downtown Santa Ana is such a perfect host for this thing. 
like so many cool vendors and restaurants and shops there. It's just, it, it's, it's, it's awesome. So we definitely encourage anyone, any of our drug snugglers to come out and uh, hang out with us at the Blading Cup. And we're also putting together um, an after party for one of the nights out there. So there will be plenty of um, socializing to do at the Blading Cup. So hopefully you guys will make it out and we're going to have some merch out there. Let's, Joel, let's try one more time. Let's not show the uh, sponsorship, but let's see if we have uh, the image number three. The hopefully, <laughs> hopefully have this. Oh yes, thank you. Okay, so here is a kind of a an advanced sneak preview of some of the graphic stuff that we're putting together for Blading Cup. But um, you know, we're gonna have T-shirts, we're gonna have stickers, and we're working on another. Sp- special, special surprise um, that we are going to give out to some select few drug snugglers. Uh, but here you can see kind of the collaboration between the the um, Blading Cup branding and some drug receipts branding. And how about Cap wearing the them, uh, the them uh, baseball hat? Very, very cool there. Joel, and thank you for bringing that up. Um, so- You went for the goal. I saw- What's that? Decided the goal. No, you don't know. That's a sticker. Okay. Yeah. All right. You don't know. So no, that that we're definitely going to have shirts and stickers like that. But the what what you're talking about, John, um, that is still undecided. And honestly, I think I might be in your camp. Um, but yes. So what John is talking about is we are going to have uh, a trait drop. We've you know we've been teasing this all along. There's going to be a trait drop associated with Blading Cup. Basically, we're going to give away them skates to, you know, we haven't announced what the trait is yet, and we are still not announcing it. Uh, we're going to reserve that for a little closer to the actual event. John, do you know what a trait drop is? <laughs> I have no idea, but... You, have you set up a wallet yet? No, not yet. See, we are trying to give him awesome. a, an NFT. We want to give him a drug receipts NFT, and he refuses to set up a wallet. Do you hate NFTs or do you just hate free stuff? No, I just haven't, uh, you know, processed. John, call me and I'll help you. I'll walk it, you it, through. I'll call you after this. John, not John Nicely was just in your store. How did he not set you up with a wallet? John uh, Nicely is the greatest ambassador for NFTs of any human being on this planet. He has rallied the yeah. entire community He's around crushing it. it. Yeah, but how? But how do you let this one major, major uh, figure fall through the cracks? There, where is the justice in not having a wallet for John Julio yet? The president of Roller Green, John, you've got to rectify that. What, John? <laughs> are you preaching to John Nicely about it or talking to me about it? Both. No, I'm, try, I'm trying to motivate Nicely to get to get his ass back in the dem shop and get yeah. you set up with your wallet. Nicely, so we, we need you there tomorrow at 8 a.m. when they open. Oh, no, you said you weren't there. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so you can expect a visit from Nicely. At this point, it, ha it has to happen, right? So. Yep. I'm excited. I'm excited to, to get one. I'm, oh, I'm so when you have one, kind of what I was getting at is since you don't even have an NFT, you don't have a wallet yet, there's no chance you even know what a trait drop is, right? So I, I would imagine a trait is like a hat or skates or yeah. if you have that NFT. Yep. You don't you don't become the mayor of rollerblading. Exactly. Yeah. Like a real life thing, right? Which is that's the head at work right there. That's a that's mm -hmm. a smart dude. That's why he's the boss. 
That's why he's the boss of rollerblading. Yeah, that's exactly it. So we have hundreds, you know, of traits in the collection. And and, and only only some, only one trait of, or whatever you pick is going to, the people that have that will receive this. So we will say, you know, we will say anyone who's got the magic wand, right? Uh, If you've got the purple magic wand, which is not something that's actually in our collection, but if you've got the purple magic wand and maybe there's only, you know, 20 of those in the collection, then everybody who's got the purple magic wand, we will, you know, send us your address, we'll confirm your wallet, and we'll send you out this special uh, them skates, uh, drug receipts, um, package, you know, care package, they'll have skates, and uh, um, some special goodies, right, some special uh, merchandise that we're creating just for the event, Uh, which speaking of, (laughs) it's amazing, by the way, yeah, what's that? It looks all looks great. So oh thank you. Yeah, I'm really excited about it. It's gonna be yeah, it's it's it looks really cool. Can't wait to to get it out there and, and to get it into people's hands. Um We're running out of time though. I hope there uh no pressure or no uh stress, but well I've you got know. your approval, the artwork's done, so we're we're sending yeah. it out to all our vendor vendors to have it produced. But yeah, so and the the skates that we're giving away, really all we need to have is about just a few pairs on hand for the event like to give away his prizes on because for all of our trade drops, we actually have to get their sizes. So those will, those will ship after the event. They're not going to ship during the event, um, but they will be announced before the event. We'll, we'll give, we'll give, we'll announce what the trade is and we'll get the, um, we'll get the wallets locked in. So you'll have some, some, kind of very, show, very some kind of show like this and then you'll, or you just announce it on social media somewhere. No, it will very likely be one of, it'll either be a podcast sure. or one of our AMAs or one of our Q&As. Yeah, we'll announce it there. Uh, and then we'll, we'll pump it out through all of our channels, but we'll make the big announcement like this. Uh, and maybe we can bring you on again to, to help us with the announcement. Um, sure. yeah. Okay. So, John, uh, what else do we have for you? Oh, Tyler, John, have- I, I have a question. Wait, 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 hold on. Look, these guys are here. Are you coming in here? <laughs> nicely, okay. nicely just showed up to set up nicely, the wall. Nicely just rolled up. He's like, boom, I'm on it. Yep. Like they they put up the bat signal, the drug receipt signal, like Batman, and nicely shows up. Look who just, look who just showed up. Oh, there Spies is. are finally like trying to get on TV. There we go. All right. Yes. You guys so are still talking about role lighting, so we figured Randy. we'd Good, bro. Good to see you. Yeah. What's up? Do you do you really think that you could five forty over the Ferrari? Yeah, I think. With, I mean, long ways. Are you doubting oh, the long, long ways? Are you doubting this so, man right here? Flat, do I get to go bank to bank or is yes. it just flat? Yeah, bank to oh, bank. Oh, bank, bank. Yeah, probably. Yeah, I don't see why not. Yeah. Can't doubt the roadhouse. If you get towed in. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe get a little scooter to launch me, so I don't have to. No, I'll get another Ferrari to tow you in. Okay, let's go. What do you Bro, mean? You guys don't have their own little trading card. Let's wow. Go. Let's get... <laughs> wow. So yes, whoever whoever uh, Acro just said, yeah, I just casually just threw in long ways. But yeah, I imagine it long ways, and I want to shoot it in slow-mo. Shit. Okay. That's, that's, that's a stop. Yeah. I oh, mean, it. it's, I mean, a Ferrari is not that long, though, right? Yeah. It's not that long. It's not that okay, bad. Okay, if you can just do me a favor, uh, just let me know how long the car is, and I'll I'll do some practice, you know, things. Yeah, I will. Because it's a nice little thing. It's it's it. a pretty it's a pretty small car, honestly. Yeah. It's not. It's very low to the ground. I can do it. I'll say yes. It's not, 
I was driving the other day and my girlfriend was so scared because we were looking up at a, at a, a Honda Civic. <laughs> she, she made me drop her off on the corner because she oh, was, she was like, I'm going to walk home. This car is well, so scary. Wow. wow. Oh, maybe you don't need her, man. I thought you were going to say she jumped <laughs> over it while you were driving. <laughs> she, <laughs> she's taught, she could probably just step over it. It's that, it's that low to the ground. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so Randy, yeah, or two, I I got it. uh, nicely is not there, but you guys are probably the next best thing. What do we have to do to get an NFT into John's wallet? We've been trying John? to give him a drug receipt. Huh? How many yeah, Johns? Yeah, three by three. Nicely. I mean, I uh, went through the thing, video. but I had to get all like these extra steps. Uh, I didn't understand. Oh, okay. So yeah, I can help him set up his wallet. We'll Randy's gonna help me. Yeah, yeah, we'll get you his uh his wallet. Yeah, address. the Prez has got to have an NFT. Are you kidding me? Right. Yeah, exactly. So, and when, so good. Once it's set up, yeah, just send us the address. How many people are competing in the Blading Cup? And is there another, is there also the uh, veterans uh, part? Yeah, yeah. it's going to be an invite this time. Okay. The veterans. Uh, uh, Miguel's invite. <laughs> <laughs> okay. He's going to, yeah. That's Matt, also gonna Matt be Lindemuth, speaking of veterans, Matt Lindemuth says that you should tow Randy in with Ortiz's ponytail. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that's that's Man, if only I still had like long hair, then we could like avatar him, you know? Like, That's right. Could fill a truck with this thing. We're good. Yeah. <laughs> right, Miguel's in Miguel's in there, right? Miguel, who's who's competing in the in the Legends well, event? Tyler's invited, right? Legend. <laughs> I'm just I'll just be spectating. But Tyler's only interested in the mini ramp. I'm yeah. yeah. Well, I heard there's gonna there's be both. Yeah, there's gonna be both. Uh, I I want to wear a velour jumpsuit and pretend to be Arlo's uh, sports and conditioning coach or Randy's. Uh, yeah. I could use uh, one for the. I'm yeah. gonna have a whistle and the whole deal. <laughs> you know, Makes John, sense. I've known that Miguel and Michelle. You know, obviously they've been a couple for a while, but I never noticed that their names were Miguel and Michelle until I heard you say the names back to back. That's pretty rad. <laughs> By the way, who who is uh, Acro, uh, because how do they know that I was in the bunny suit and what do you believe in? He's uh, must be a, a rollerblading historian. Do you remember? Do you remember that video? Do you guys remember that video? Yeah, of course. That was awesome. Were you? I didn't know you were in right there. I was. I was one yeah. of the bunny. I was the bunny rabbit guy. No way. Oh, wow. Yeah. Dang, I had no idea. Didn't know that. Did you know that? No, I didn't know that either. Acrothetics yeah. knows everything. That's right. I'm like, hey, he or she says I'm an enigma. So if you if you watch the end credits, it's in there. That's Tyler right. Shields in the money suit. Right. It was awesome. Yeah. That's crazy. Um, amazing. John, I'm out well, of questions for you. Right. Only, I'm just. We've got Randy and Ortiz, so I'm just sort of letting it letting it hang, letting it roll. What do you yeah. guys want to talk about? Some NFTs, man. NFTs. So I'm happy to hear that we're going to get John up in this. That's that's a huge pull. So yeah. we've been having some some really cool talks behind the scenes. And in fact, we had an impromptu Zoom call just a couple of days ago because Louis Zamora showed up in the Discord with Randy and John Ortiz. And we started getting all these like, you know, legendary rollerbladers. And then we, Brooke just spontaneously set up a Zoom call and we got <laughs> Louis, uh, Randy, John on it. Dominic Sagona joined it. Um, wow. Who else was in there? Uh, my, uh, Martino. 
Yeah, like my Mike Mike was there. Wow. It was yeah. yeah, it was really, really cool. But ever since then, we've been sort of communicating more regularly. And I happen to know that John and Randy and uh, Louie are working on something very, very cool. I don't think we're at liberty to discuss it in any detail yet, but watch out for something exciting on the horizon from them. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty exciting. Uh, I Yeah, I'm going like full speed into this. Like Ortiz got me. He's got me in. He hook, line, and sinker for a fishing plan nice. for you. Um, yeah, just because uh, uh, he's got me fired up. I'm like pretty stoked on it. So He's tapped into the the R spies or addictive personality. And now he's got <laughs> yeah. your Yes. Yeah. So, so I want to figure out because for the blading cup, I want to do something where maybe it's the veterans or maybe it's the normal contest, but I want to give one of the winners, one of my personal drug receipts, uh, as a, you know, as a nice little, Oh yeah. That's a nice really cool. giveaway. Yeah. But I don't know yet if I should do veterans or if I should do the normal contest. Um, I don't even know if we have to do that personally. That's something that we should be doing as drug receipts. We should be added an NFT to the prize yeah. for sure. Yeah, I just I just thought it would be a nice little add-on. Um, you know, maybe somebody that maybe somebody wins that doesn't have a wallet like John. You know, and then we we onboard them. Exactly. Um, but yeah, yeah, that was something I thought about. Well, chances are, yeah, chances are it's going to be someone like that, right? Maybe or not. I'd say chances yeah, are you're chances win. are better. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, I mean, I don't know, like. <laughs> how many you know it would be a good thing right right yeah, yeah. no you want to onboard people john nicely would be very supportive of this yeah. he, he won't just be right we're, we're, we're going to give him a job at blading cup for sure in fact john do we have a booth yeah right so we're gonna have a booth there right and so we, yeah. we're just gonna we're, we're gonna set john nicely up at the table and he's gonna have a sign yeah. that says ask me about nfts yeah. Nice. So, so Arlo, did I just inadvertently get the winner an NFT uh, without even having to give away one of my own? Is draw? Are we yeah. going to give one? To did, yes. Yes. You. Yes. You just passed the burden over to us, but we're happy nice. to do it. I mean, it's a no-brainer, right? Nice. Do I need to know yes. Fantastic. Um, okay. I have to go. I'm going to look at a cheetah. Uh, okay. So, I gotta go. The, that makes that sense. man, yeah. the, the life of Tyler Shields, it's always something wild and crazy. That's cool, man. Yeah. Well, have fun with the cheetah, Tyler. Glad Thank you, you. Could join us. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, we will, yeah, talk to you soon. Bye, guys. Bye, Bye Tyler. Tyler. Tyler Shields. Nice. There's a title card. That's cool. We got a title card <laughs> on the way out, too. Wow. That's how we yeah, do it around cool. here. <laughs> Very professional. Yeah. Very John, impressive. Ortiz, Randy, if I knew you guys were coming, we could have made title cards for you also. It's okay. Next yeah, time. We'll get we you next time. Just Sorry about that. <laughs> so, but it is good that you guys are here because the next thing that we want to talk about, uh, we're going to do a, and I guess, are you guys cool to hang out for a minute? I don't know, John, it's your, it's, it's your stream, your camera. So y'all can jump out whenever you want, but you're welcome to hang around. We're going to talk about drug wars in a little bit. And I know John and Randy might be interested in getting drug in wars? on that conversation, but we're going to do a little bit of news um here in just a second with jesse uh you guys want to hang out yep sure yep all right yeah. well joelle let's get into our routine checkup he's popping all right so this is the news portion here is jesse oh and john what do you think of that that uh top that jesse's wearing oh whoa yeah. dang Did you, where'd you get that from 
There we go. Um, hi, hello. Uh, I got this as a gift from a uh, darling, darling person in my life who is responsible and the reason why I'm even in the same chat with you guys, because I knew nothing about rollerblading uh, two and a half years ago. So, but um, no, this is this is awesome. I I had to wear the uh, what is it the band T-shirt to the concert just because I really yeah. really really love this collection. <laughs> I, I and I hope we can talk more about it. You know, hopefully. Um, but I just wanted to say while I have this moment that this. This really, <clears throat> this collaboration with Brain Dead really marked uh, such a turning point in both rollerblading and in streetwear and in culture in general. So, um, thank you wow. for leading that. That's really cool to hear. I mean, for us, it's it's a, a huge turning point for the brand. So, shout out to Kyle, I guess, and Brain Dead. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He should be on it. He should get on here. Uh, our little. Oh, yeah, that's true. We should get on here. Yeah, yeah. make a note. Yeah, make a, a note. Chat. But I was <laughs> super thrilled for this episode and all the exciting news we have. Well, guys, uh, let's get into it. Let's talk about it. The um, routine news? news. Let's go, this brain dead. News. What up? Oh, let's go. Not from the, <laughs> not from the back. <laughs> the special sizing from the back. You're cool. Yeah, you guys should cop this stuff. <laughs> anyway, yeah. What are we talking about? The news. The news. Let's go. <laughs> well, um, guys, I just while I'm here to as you know a representative of the drug receipts community, I do want to remind everyone that drug receipts, we're so grateful to have so many wonderful people in our community, both, you know legendary rollerbladers in our chats that you guys can hang out and chat with, but also so many creative professionals, so many people that champion the idea of individuality, art, um, philosophy, and we've really created a, a really, really unique and special environment here at, at Drug Receipts to where I can't really think of a, another, you know, community where it's this little sliver and safe haven to kind of be really be yourself. So Snugglers, this goes out to you. Thank you so much for making the community what it is. So, yeah, absolutely. I appreciate that. Um, moving on, though, uh, Discord, we got some new emojis. Shout out to Acrothetics. This might be labeled oh, the Acrothetics episode, um, but we have some Senate emojis in the chat, some ghost brand emojis, yeah. some new drug receipts emojis in the chat. So, cool. so if you guys, Yes. So if you guys are in there right now, be sure to test them out. Drop a emoji in the chat. Let us know that you are listening and active and stoked about the emojis because I am. Uh, what, ha <laughs> what happened to Acrothetics? I mean, what what was it that kicked them into gear? Like all this, I mean, obviously they've been in the community for a long time and active, but like in the last like week, like <laughs> there's been, or the last couple of weeks, there's been such a surge of like activity and production. Uh, it's been really cool, but I, I'm just wondering what we did to deserve it or like, like what, what's inspired, uh, Acrothetics? Well, uh, I think that there's just been a lot of excitement in the community, you know, now that we're gearing towards drug wars, which we will get into people's creative, you know, wheels are turning now, which is really, really exciting because that is what drug receipts is built on is 
community and art. And those two elements are going to be crucial in drug wars and they're going to be crucial strategies on the battlefield. Alpha. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, we're really lucky again to have such an incredible community of people that are, you know, artists and themselves and can have a platform where they can shine and, and show us their skills and be a part of the community and Not build it. Out. For sure. Um, but no, and, and speaking of acrothetics, uh, if you guys are familiar, so we are beginning the drug, the, in the beginning stages of drug wars. And to celebrate that, we did a contest last week, courtesy of Brooke Howard Smith, um, where we did a naming contest where you could, you know, name your four hypothetical or real four set drug, rece- drug receipts, drug war team, um, and acrothetics. Along with Andy zero five eight eight zero six four one, also won the competition as well. Catchy so, name! Shout out to you guys, of course. But uh, Arlo, dude, let's guys. We got the. I don't. I don't want to. I don't want to blow up the blow up the spot. But we have some some serious uh, a serious uh, drug war militia in our midst. But I'm not going to say much. So let's. Let's talk about drug wars. (laughs) Yeah, because war is coming, right? This is something that everybody's talking about. A lot of moves have been happening. And honestly, in, you know, we always talk about how rad the community is and kind of the collaborative nature of the project where the creators on our side are working with the community contributors um, on the other side. And in this project in particular, there has been some real cross collaboration uh, between, you know, between all parties, um, you know, in our, because the real, uh, the real thrust of drug wars is going to happen, uh, once we get the drugstore up. So there's some development happening on our end to get all of the official drug wars, uh, mechanics into place. But in the meantime, that gap, that void has really been filled by the community. Um, and with some help from us, right. We, we put templates out there, uh, we, you know, um, but mostly what's happening is happening in the discord happening in the community. Um, and what this is all about, right. Is the, for, you know, for anyone who is, is not totally clued in on what drug wars is, we have a collection of 10,000 NFTs. Um, the collection is based on art. And so we've got four main characters, uh, that are all based kind of like on pharmaceutical drugs. So we've got Cap, who's a capsule, Tabby, who's a tablet, Siren, who's a syringe, and Rex, who's a, uh, an RX prescription bottle. But the way that the collection is put together, it just so happens that the, it's really easy to put uh, NFTs together and start to notice patterns, put trace together that match, put colors together that match, put themes together to match. It's just an immensely collectible um, release. And organically people have started sort of finding that once you start putting them together that you get these really cool combinations and because there's four main characters it just sort of naturally has evolved that four is kind of the magic number you put together sets of four i think the original concept was you get one of each character but really it's evolved far beyond that where you could have four of the same background color you could have four of the same trait you know four knives you could have four of the same theme you know that could be all kind of like cops and robbers or something there's just there's no limit to the kind of creative output or the creative direction you can take with it. But what it all adds up to is the gamification of collecting 
are really uh, a more formalized, purposeful collecting. Uh, and the name for that is drug wars. Because what we're going to do is take this thing that has sprung up organically, and we're going to turn it into a way to, uh, to uh, profit from it, right? You can win NFTs. Uh, you can certainly win clout. Um, but as this thing gets built out, you know, there will be ways to earn, you know, custom exclusive frames, for instance, that will be necessary for building out your collections. Uh, maybe you'll get special badges. Um, so there's just, there's a, it opens up a whole new world of possibilities and a whole new world of value that gets layered on top of the original collection. Uh, so Joellen, let's bring up the first image here in Drug Wars. This is one that Brooke Howard Smith put together on the template that we put out. So here you can see the idea, right? So you take four uh, different NFTs. Brooke happens to own all of these, and he has a really well put together collection here, really distinctive theme. You can see that they are all corpse paint tabbies, uh, <clears throat> all on the blue background. I mean, that is a super sick collection, well curated. And, you know, Jesse just talked about the naming convention. So something that Brooke has really been pushing for uh, and something that is a no brainer as far as just being a great idea is letting people name their collections because it just begs for it because there, there's so many different themes, there's so many different clever ideas here that you could work off of. So being able to name these things just adds a whole new layer of fun and cleverness to, to the, uh, the, the crew building, to the set building. Um, so Jesse talked about how, how cool, or we've been talking a lot about acrothetics, for instance, right? Acrothetics <laughs> has great Photoshop skills, has been putting together a lot of cool visual assets for the community, but, we have a lot of community community members with a lot of skills. And so it's not just visual artists uh, that have a lot to offer the community. Um, we got one of our members, uh, Evil Una, hopefully I'm saying that right, Evil O-O-N-A, uh, took it upon uh, themselves to build out, to code a program so that people can put together their own, uh, their own crews. Joel, and if we can bring up the next slide, let's take a look at this little interface that was put together. And so this is available uh, online right now. You can find the link in our Discord. Uh, boy, if I prepared my notes better, I would give you the link right now, but I don't know it off of hand. Maybe someone will give it to me in the chat. But so you it go in there and in it's real the simple. Discord. So. Yeah, you can go look for it in the Discord and uh, if you're not in the Discord, maybe we can get something up here into the uh, the YouTube chat also so you can see it there. But um, what's cool about this one is whereas the drug receipts interface ultimately is going to be, you know, Web3 enabled so that you will link your wallet and you'll actually be building out collections based on your own holdings. Uh, this one, you can use any NFT in the 10K release. So it's a really aspirational, inspirational way to build out sets and you know maybe you know maybe you have three or two to a collection and you're kind of trying to figure out which one you want to target next this is a great way to plug them in and just see how they look together uh and just in terms of just because it's so much fun to like try and visualize and think about the coolest ways to curate a set but you know you're not you know we don't all have 
uh, the ability to just drop, you know, infinite amounts of ETH every time we want to build a new set. So this is a really cool way just to get in there and to do it and just start messing around with it. And you'll notice that they've added to the, uh, the user interface here. Uh, the first four rows are different, um, are different NFTs, right? You put in the, the NFT number from OpenSea and, and you can add it to your collection. But then the last one is where you name it. And so that's where, that's where we've added this whole other element where things have started to got, where things have started to get really fun. Uh, Jesse mentioned the contest that we held just recently, but there were a lot of good entries. And in the Discord, there's, you know, now that people have access to a template, people have access to uh, code in order to build out their battle cards or their grids. You know, we love naming stuff around here. So I know with the community's help, we're, we're really going to nail what all the final names for these things will be. Um, but, you know, when putting together your crew, let's, Joel, let's go ahead and look at some of these because they're, they're so fun, uh, right? So <laughs> one of the characters is Cap. These are all, this entire collection is made up of Cap. It's a crew of crap, Caps. So it's all Caps. I mean, that's fun, right? <laughs> Winner, good job. Um, let's look at the, the next one because there's so many different ways to put them together. Here is someone who's put them all together by character. That's Cap. Also by trait, they're all on bombs. Also by background, purple. That is a very well curated set right there. That's tough. Uh, and that's one of the things that Jesse was talking about. You know, it, it makes a difference, uh, your attention to detail, uh, because there are going to be so many cool entries that it really is going to come down to who has put together the most thoughtful, most mind-blowing collection. Uh, and, you know, this is a really, really strong uh, contender. Bomb Squad, love the name. Let's look at another one. Same idea here, right? Similar <laughs> idea. So we've got traits. They've, they're all writing bombs. Um, they're not all cap, but they are all rainbow. So you can start to yeah, see pluck, right, how, pluck how, 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 what's that? Fluff hats. They all have fluff hats. Oh, and they all have fluff hats. I didn't even notice that. And so that's another way that the, the names help, right? So this one says Clone Wars. Uh, I think there's another one that we will look at, but the that actually explicitly calls out the fluff connection. But so the, the name almost like it, it trains your mind's eye, like what you're looking for, it, or it helps to kind of bring it all together, what the collection's yeah, about. Yeah, you can cool. build out this kind of, you can really build out like a, almost like a, a lore behind your team and you can get really creative and you can, you know, start storytelling within your collection. Um, just because we have so, Drug Receipts has so many traits uh, we are a 10K collection, but I think our possibilities of trait combinations was somewhere like in like the 900 millions uh, of different varieties. So way more than that. Yeah, something really, really ridiculous. It was an insane number. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so like the possibilities are really endless to, to be creative, but not only that, but it really allows the community to form smaller communities and groups within each other because for the for the drug wars where it's going to be a community vote on who gets to proceed to the next level so if you have a great story you have a great aesthetic you have a great um name then it's easy for you to kind of start marketing your team um within the community and so it creates like these like uh you know 
some tinier ecosystems within the ecosystem. So it's very, very exciting. It is. And Sean in the chat says, you know, it's much harder when you actually own them. And it's true, but it's so, you know, one thing that starts happening when you, it sort of changes the way your brain thinks about your, your drug receipts. And you start noticing patterns within your own collection. You're like, oh man, you know, those two go together pretty well. If I could just get, you know, another one that looks, that has these traits, it would make them, it would make them together in like a perfect set. Uh, and so it's just, it adds a whole new, interesting, creative wrinkle to it. Is John Julio still with us? I just want to point out something because there's four, uh, there's four NFTs here. And one of them is riding a bomb and wearing a skate, right? Um, John, are you here? Still uh, here. Over here. We're listening. So, okay, cool. So, Joel, you can go ahead and bring that one back up. I just want to make sure that he's listening. I, I, I got my eye on you, Julio. I'm watching you. Uh, <laughs> But so this is one of the cool things about the collection because today has been very rollerblading focused. Uh, we've got Ortiz and Roadhouse and Julio are there. We're talking about Blading Cup. Um, but it is not a, Drug Receipts is not a rollerblading brand. It is definitely rollerblading affiliate, affiliated. We are all rollerbladers. I am a rollerblader. So rollerblading is definitely a part of the brand. But it is possible for someone to put a collection together that's based on rollerblading. But it's also possible to put together an infinite number a uh, number of other collections that have nothing to do with rollerblading. And one of the beauties of, of drug receipts, at least from a, for, for my money and from a rollerblading perspective is that rollerblading is just part of the collection. It's not, uh, it's not obtrusive. It's not in your face. It's not, it's not shouting out, Hey, look at me, I'm rollerblading, or this is a rollerblading brand. It's just another attribute in there, just like any other attribute. It's just a part of the cool collection of things that we put in there. And in that way, I think that, you know, it's the reason I'm calling you out, John, or I wanted you to see it is I feel like so much of what you do is, is really similar in spirit where it's not, you know, it's, it's not about shouting how cool rollerblading is. It's just about letting rollerblading be there and just letting people, you know, discover it and find their own value in it on their own terms. So, yeah. So, okay. Thanks for that. Let's, Joanne, let's look at another one. The Kaboom Squad. And you know what? So it's funny. It's almost like a game. Like, like you look at them for a second and try to figure out, okay, what's the theme here? And then I just, I, I scanned right down to the name because I knew it would it would reveal it right away. And so it's, how cool is that with the the robber mask right there in the, the name Kaboom? Uh, hey, Arlo, can and you I say the name the Can what? you say it like that again? Can you say it again? The Kaboom Squad. <laughs> <laughs> Does, John, that might bring back memories for you. What, I mean, because you're from Northern California, wasn't the the bomb squad like uh, Pat Lennon and Shima from? Uh, yeah, where they're from? Redwood. I don't know if they used. I don't think they used the Kaboom Squad, but yeah, they were the 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 bomb squad. Drug <laughs> <laughs> receipts, children's books, narrated by Arlo. When. Right. Boom squad. Okay, cool. Very cool. Uh, but I saw in the discord that this collection was rightfully called out for it's for being close, but not quite being finished because it really needs four robber masks. Right. Um, but just like, just like so many people have said in the comments, easier said than done. If you're actually trying to collect them, let's see the next one. Feel in the fluff. So here's one, right? So this is 
Jesse pointed out that that when the previous collections all had fluff hats, here again we see all fluff hats. So so just so many different ways you can put together a collection. Uh, what's next? Tokens look like these together. Yeah, these mm-hmm. are there. They own them. Ladies and a tramp. And here's here's how you can write just another demonstration of how much fun you can have with the names, and also like how you can how you can really put the point on or put the bow on your collection. So here we've got three tabbies. She is our female presenting character and one Rex. So, you know, whereas without a name, you might, you might struggle to find, you know, a clear definition or a clear, a clear direction for the theme. But once you see ladies in a tramp, well, now it's, you know, now it's kind of paid off. Um, it brings it all together. Very cool. What, what's next? John Julio is trying to get out of here. Uh, pointy posse, clever, pointy ears, pointy horns. Keep going. I forgot how many I put in here. I just thought they were all so cool. Rowdy Rex, they're all our Rex character. And again, so that right, the 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 collection can be as broad or as narrow as you want. This one is as simple as having all the same character, right? And there are some of them that get really drill in on a specific trait. So um, very cool. Rowdy Rex, search and rescue. Did this one win the game? <laughs> Did this win? The- I don't think that that was. That, I hope they- that won. That this yeah, not only does that look effing great, that is so snug and cool with the dark gray backgrounds and the Rexes yeah. all look perfect on it, and it's got the special gray skate, and they all have there's like perfect color coordination, and it's got a great name. This <laughs> if this was the real thing, I mean this is that that is a winning uh, crew right there. That's a winning set. That's a winning oh, battle gosh. card. I love it. Nice job. Arlo, uh, sorry to interrupt, but this is a very urgent matter. There's somebody in the Discord that is begging you, begging you to say she's totally tabulous. Can you say that for them? Like if I'm reading the children's books? Yes, yes, please. Totally tabulous. (laughs) There you go, Sean. You're welcome. And she is totally tabulous. There is no doubt about it. That's my tabby. <laughs> Shady shades, all wearing the sunglasses. What else? I love them. I love them all. I'm just trying to power through them so that we can get get John to sign off. Um, great coordination here. All tabbies, beautiful um, color coordination. They're all smoking. It's the smokers' lounge. Sick, sick curating right there. Does anybody know what this name means? The deserters. No. Leo? The background color looks like. Desert, I don't yep. know. Exactly. That background color. Exactly. That that background is actually called desert. Um, um so wow. yeah, the deserters, they're all in the desert background. And it, it does it does have sort of a slight uh crossover to the fluff world because they have the you know the desert crew, um, which is a desert background. So but yeah, the deserters, that's really cool. That that's clever naming right there and clever curating. That's it, John. So what do you think about all that? What, now, now how those crazy are NFTs? Those, those are all contributors. Those are all people submitted those, right? Yeah. So yeah. Not, some people owned those, owned four of them. A lot of those right. people, I think, are just putting together NFTs, you know, that they're getting off of OpenSea that they don't own. They're just sort of matching them up. But okay. you can do it either way. And but then, those are um, all from the, the collection. of the wars is... Uh, the people are going to vote on what their favorites is that yep. that's how it's going to go 
yeah. it's going to be like bracketed competition. You'll be heads up against someone else, and then you'll advance to next round, and then oh, the like, uh, the yeah, yeah, that's cool. Mm -hmm. Yep, this like this back there. <laughs> like this, yeah. But for the yeah. for the actual for the actual contest, the it will only be verified collections, right? It'll be the you have yeah. to have all of the ones that that you're representing, and you have to at least have four, of course, so. to make a collection. Uh huh. To make a set. Cool. When is the first? Yeah. Is it already happened? Or are you going to have a yeah, announcing it? No, this is all the buildup. What you're seeing is like the, sort of the the first uh, the first movements, kind of the first okay. uh, tremors. Yeah. Cool. But the war you is had, like, death run, right? Like, didn't two people win something like, for the naming contest, right? Oh, got it. Got it. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. But not we have we haven't actually had the the crews going head to head yet. This is a this is a battle my crew of NFTs. <laughs> it, you got served of NFTs. So John, thank you so much for being on uh, and spending this time with us talking about rollerblading, talking about NFTs. We're so excited about the things to come. Uh, already, we're working on really cool things. Can't wait to share the rest of what we have going on with the rest of the community. And really looking forward to some in real life interaction out there at Blading Cup. Um, thanks for all Thank you, you do. So happy to be Thank able to support. Yeah. Sponsoring and, and uh, yeah, it's amazing. Amazing to get that support from you guys. And uh, I'll get a wallet <laughs> after we get. Yeah, we'll hook you up. I got. Thank you for that was awesome. that? very cool. This whole production is crazy. Yeah. Well, is... you know, top, top notch production right here. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty cool. No, I, right. I give everyone, I've been giving everyone a hard time. We've been teasing them. We've had some issues with the title cards, but it is really the, the oh, team is really great. Good. Yeah. Yeah. It's really good. It's really cool. So thank you for acknowledging that or recognizing it because they, they do put, we put in a lot of hard work. So you can tell, yeah, it's uh, is this your first one doing this? I, I, I missed it, feels like it, right? It looks like it, but no, we've done this is episode number eight. Eight, okay. <laughs> I mean, it looks amazing, so I, I, um, I mean, it's cool. So, just to let you know, I'll, I'll get back on when you announce the winners. Like, I'd like, I'd like to come back on and help or help announce it. Or, we will definitely or, take you up on that. Yeah. We'll bring you back on to announce the winners. Yeah, that cool. would be really cool. Um, and for our last segment, we're gonna we're gonna talk about some skeptic talk. It's one of the pillars, along with rollerblading and art. We've talked with Tyler about art and subversion. We've talked with John about skating, community. Uh, now we're gonna do some uh, skepticism in science, which has been neglected the last couple of weeks, but it's really an important part of the project. So we're gonna make some time for it. John, I know you've got to go. We don't expect you to hang around. Obviously, you're always welcome to, but. Just as a heads up, we're about to move into the the skeptic and science portion of our programming. All right, now it's just me. Oh man, uh, it, I've gotten so used to having everybody here for the entire episode. It's a it's been a really communal uh, drug receipt, stop questioning everything episode. But 
we really do want to focus in and stop it down to talk a little bit about science and skepticism because it has been neglected the past few episodes and uh, it's really critical to the project and to our goals. What we're doing with the Blading Cup, what we're doing with the galleries, you know, drug receipts brings a lot of in real life utility um, to NFTs and to uh, um, to the the project, to, to our project. Uh, and it is sort of unique in that area, especially in the fluff ecosystem where there is, you know, so much great metaverse utility and web three utility, and we will have all of that as well, but a really unique area or a really unique, uh, corner that we're able to fit in is some of the IRL utility that we bring. We've talked about art in real life art experiences with the gallery. We've talked about in real life community experiences with our after parties and with blading, uh, with the blading cup. But another in real life utility that we bring is uh, changing human minds, uh, providing mind altering substance. And our goal here really is nothing short of altering your mind, altering minds. Because once we go into the metaverse, and the metaverse is coming, right? Where you can you can go there already, but we're going to have our 3D rigged avatars. We're going to be meeting in in virtual spaces. Uh, but for all of the technolo technological innovation, um, unless we are also upgrading our minds, we will always be limited and constrained by our own uh, shortcomings. And it just so happens through the miracle of evolution. Um, that our brains just have a whole lot of ways of undermining us and misguiding us. And so through science and through in particular, the, the tools of scientific skepticism, we're able to uh, be aware of the shortcomings in our own minds and confront them. And if we put the work into it, if we're willing to put the work into it to change them. So that's why we make the time to devote to scientific skepticism. We have a channel in our drug receipts server uh, that is devoted to skepticism. It's our uh, skepticism channel. And many of you have already found your way in there. You ask questions, it's a self, it's a safe, welcoming place. Dia is our skeptic moderator. She is our minister of skepticism. Um, and there's always great and interesting content going on in there. And with this forum, we would like to support some of the skeptical content that we're providing. So to that end, I would like to talk about some of the conversations that have come up in the skeptic channel recently and perhaps elaborate on them a bit. But there was some talk recently about the scientific method uh, because we talk a lot about the, the, you know, the processes of science, um, the scientific method, you know, science, uh, skepticism is the application of scientific principles to all areas of inquiry. Uh, but what is the scientific method? And we had a user, a member in our Discord who said, no peer review equals no scientific process equals not science. In essence, saying if, there, if there's no peer review, then there hasn't been a scientific process. So anything that happens without peer review is not science. Which I, I think, although kind of headed in the right place, or I think guided by a good instinct, is not exactly right. And Dia did a good job of addressing it and I think clearing it up a little bit. She said, it seems reasonable to define science as 
investigation that adheres to the scientific method. So any person who investigates any phenomenon for the first time using the scientific method would reasonably be said to be conducting science. She said peer review is, of course, an important component of the scientific method, but the lack of it in any single scientific investigation does not negate the validity of the science conducted. And she gave some examples. So, um, you know, else we would say that Einstein, Curie, or Pauling were conducting science until their work was peer reviewed, right? So you can be you can be engaged in and conducting a, a perfectly worthwhile scientific endeavor, uh, and it, it it doesn't cease to be or wait to be science until it's reviewed. You are engaged in science. Um, so Dia was right to point out the difference between the scientific method and peer review. Peer review probably more accurately could be described as a kind of accounting or um, an audit of the science being conducted. It's a way of ensuring um, scientific integrity. It is. It exists kind of outside of the scientific method, but as Dia said, it is a part of the scientific process in terms of um, doing the best, uh, following the best practices. And I'm just sort of echoing something that Dia already said in the Discord. She said that... Uh, in the broader sense, peer review is an absolutely vital component to reaching good scientific conclusions, right? So it is, a, it is a, an important part of the entire scientific process. Um, but the method itself, the scientific method, refers to uh, the empirical method of acquiring knowledge, right? Um, and empiricism or the empirical method uh, are, are, you know, the, the sort of the modern um, scientific enterprise which began... Um, in the 17th century is really just means it's based on observation, right? Things that we can sense, things that we can see, or things that we can measure or test. Basically, anything that can be um, anything that can be measured or observed uh, can be tested. Uh, anything that falls outside of that purview is not really science. If it, if it can't be tested, if it can't be seen, if it can't be observed. Um, if, if it can't be identified in, in any way other than uh, intuition or feeling or belief, then it's not really science. Doesn't mean that it's not worthwhile or uh, or meaningful in any way. It just means that it falls outside of the the purview of science. Um, science uh, encompasses that which can be known through observation or experimentation. Um, but there are methods, right? There, the scientific method includes some familiar, uh, some familiar um, milestones, some familiar steps along the way. Uh, you know, it always begins with observation. Um, it involves some sort of, you know, speculation or thoughtful um, consideration of what's being observed, some guesses about what, you know, what might be happening. Uh, it, it, it involves formulating hypotheses, testing hypotheses through experimentation. Um, but the reason that the reason that I'm describing these, you know, each of these steps kind of um, in broad, vague terms is just to kind of illustrate and drive home the point that when we talk about scientific method, there is no specific diagram. There are actually hundreds of them. You can look up scientific method and you'll see a whole lot of diagrams explaining kind of the method. But understand that it is sort of a general guiding principle, but that changes um, or that can, you know, will be adapted to different areas of study different fields of inquiry. Um, so it is, is mostly a guiding principle built on some general milestones or stepping stones. Um, 
but that there is no exact scientific method per se. Um, and the process never ends. You don't you don't get to the end of the the process or to the end of the the scientific method. You don't you you don't go through the observation and speculation and hy hypothesizing and then testing and experimenting. And at the end, you're like, we did it. We solved it. We're done. Uh, all ideas in science are open to constant uh, revision and consideration. Um, so we do we do get you know we do achieve ever um, increasing levels of confidence. To where you know some things are you know they for all intents and purposes they are fact but the you know the details can change and our confidence can always um, grow so i'm setting all this up to say that there are some real actionable items that we can talk about uh that you know that we can talk about you know what is science what are the limits of science and what would be some good examples or what are some some good examples of good um scientific or experimental methodology we had a conversation in one of our previous podcasts about cupping. It came up spontaneously, and we had, I think, a, a pretty silly conversation about it. But I'm going to bring it up here again because I think it provides a good opportunity to talk about some of the, the, uh, the best practices underlying good scientific and experimental methodology. Uh, go ahead and bring up the first image here, Joellen, of Michael Phelps. Because, you know, in the Olympics and nowadays in, in pretty much any sporting event, you will see a lot of this. You can see the telltale signs of cupping, those circle bruises on the back and shoulder of Michael Phelps. And we are seeing more and more of this. And if you'll bring up the next slide, uh, you can see how kind of the process by which those bruises get there. So they use these cups, which can be, here they're glass cups, but they can be made of any different materials or a number of different materials. But, you know, use a flame or something to take out the oxygen and then to suck the, uh, the skin and fluid up into the, the jar. And then they leave the jars on the skin for, you know, something like up to three minutes. Uh, and then when they take the jars off, you know, because it's, it's caused the, the, uh, the blood to rush up into the, the jar, they get the, the bruising beneath the surface of the skin and it leaves those telltale circles. Um, and this is the next part I'm going to say is kind of gross. So fair warning, but there are two different kinds of cupping. There's dry cupping, which is what we're looking at here where you just get the bruises, but they also have what's called wet cupping, which where they make small incisions so that fluid is actually extracted from the, uh, from the skin when it's pulled up into the jars. Uh, and I think there's two ways of doing it. Either they can do a, a small incision before so that the fluid is drawn up into the jar. It, it doesn't fill up the jar or anything, but so the fluid is drawn out of the skin while it's in the jar. And I think there might be another way where maybe they do the incision afterwards to, to release some of the, the, uh, the blood that's uh, gathered around the, the, um, around the, the, the cupping. Um, but so I, I will tell you a little bit about what, you know, what cupping is alleged to, to do. It's, it's supposed to um, promote healing. Um, and in particular, it's used for sore muscles, which is why you see it on so many athletes. But it's also claimed to help with skin diseases like acne. Um, it's been said to perhaps lower cholesterol, helps with migraines, uh, knee arthritis, um, improving immune function. Uh, so one thing that you'll notice about pretty much all of those claims is that these are all conditions that are uh, pretty susceptible to influence. That is to say, it's not like a broken leg. You can't just, you know, 
put someone in a room and light some candles and make their broken leg feel better or be healed, the leg will still be broken. But things like a migraine or a, you know, a chronic pain like knee pain or lower back pain, things that pains that tend to come and go, uh, those tend to be fairly receptive to, to influence and to kind of the theater of treatment. Uh, things like, you know, cupping really would fall into the same category as things like uh, acupuncture, um, probably, probably even uh, light massage to some extent, just where you get human interaction, uh, you have the, the performance of treatment, and then the, I guess really what we're starting to describe here is the placebo effect, right? Then you, the, the brain does its work and you, you believe or you feel better. Uh, and it's not to, believe me, I don't want to discount that. If, if anything that gives you relief, if you are in pain, and even if it's just a, a, a placebo res result that you're getting, you're still getting a result. So there's something to be said for that. But what happens is then people start to graft on to cupping or chiropractic or acupuncture, a whole lot of lore that really is not, for which there's no scientific basis. And it leads to over- um, promising or making claims that go far beyond what's actually possible through the, the techniques. Um, so now I want to talk about the science and how you actually can learn how to distinguish between placebo and something that actually has a, uh, a significant effect beyond placebo. And the reason that's significant is because placebo will only work on a certain percentage of uh, people. And Something that is in uh, something that is, is tested and evidence based, you know, you would expect a, a much higher rate of efficacy. And also, it's important to know if things are dangerous or not. And so, although we said that wet cupping is kind of gross, for the most part, to the best of our knowledge, cupping is not dangerous. So, there's no harm in doing it really, other than the gateway into believing absurd things, which, as we've seen, you know, can lead to some really dire consequences. Um, just look at the current political climate, look at people's reaction to perfectly um, safe and effective vaccines. It's just once you start leading people down the path where it's okay to believe things without evidence or oh, it's okay to believe things just because you want to believe them or because they the, the idea sounds appealing, um, once you separate or decouple uh, an idea or a treatment from the actual uh, from the actual science, then you can start, people can start ending up in really dangerous places. Um, before, I think the last eight years or so, people probably would have thought that, you know, skepticism and worrying about people who believe in UFOs without evidence or who look for Bigfoot, you know, any of those things that why, you know, what's the big deal? Let people have their fun. Let them believe what they want to believe. Um, but I think that we've really seen the the dire consequences of decoupling um, uh evidence from our, our beliefs. Uh, and again, this is different than, than things that fall outside of the purview of science. There are things that we can only know through faith or belief. And it's up to each one of us to, to decide, you know, how meaningful or how important that is to each one of us. Uh, science has no opinion on that. Um, but once you start making claims about things for which, for which, uh, it's very easy to come up with tests to determine uh, what the facts are or what the truth is, then, then yes, it's reasonable to expect that there should be some evidence to support your, your claims. So how would you test cupping? 
when I when we first started talking about this in one of the recent podcasts, um, I had done you know I was I, I sort of recalled that I'd done some uh, you know some low level searching into cupping and found that there wasn't much evidence to support it, um, and but that was years ago, and so I wasn't sure what the if there was new uh, data out there, if there have been new or more tests since my first little look into it. And I assumed that there would be because it's, you know, it has achieved such prominence, like in the highest corridors of sport with the, you know, the top athletes in all the, all the major sports are using it. You can see it everywhere. You, we saw it all, you can see it in the Olympics. You can see it in the, um, in the, uh, the major sporting franchises, but to my surprise, when I looked it up again, after our last conversation, there wasn't much new data. There wasn't much new information. There hadn't been any more tests, really. Uh, the tests, as they say, are inconclusive. But when you start to get into why that is, it reveals some of the, it reveals some of the great, uh, or it reveals some great insight into how you build um, good experiments or the, the way that experiments are conducted. So one problem with experimenting on cupping or designing good experiments for cupping is that uh, there's no good way to set up a control for it. So control just means when you, you know, in any good experimental design, if you want to know if something works, you have to test it on, you know, you would have a group of people that you are testing the cupping on, but you would also have to have another group of people that are receiving essentially uh, the exact same treatment but without whatever the mechanism is that's alleged to be, you know, whatever we think is the alleged mechanism behind cupping. Uh, and so then between the two groups, you see what the, the results are between the two groups and you compare them and you can see if there's any st statistical um, difference between using the cupping or not. And um, an example of this would be acupuncture. So there actually are a lot of good tests on acupuncture because you can devise and they have devised sham needles. Uh, it's possible to make a needle that basically retracts into itself so that to uh, to the person receiving the acupuncture treatment, they would never know if they'd actually been penetrated by a needle or if it was a sham needle that was just placed uh, um, outside of their skin, um, superficially outside of their skin. And so in that way, they've been able to conduct a lot of uh, good tests on acupuncture where they have two groups. They have the people that are receiving the acupuncture treatment uh, with the piercing needles exactly as prescribed by the practitioner, but then they have another group that receives a sham treatment that is almost exactly the same. The, the person receiving the treatment doesn't know the difference, uh, but they are not actually being penetrated by the needles. And this is important uh, for uh, a couple of reasons. This is a good opportunity to introduce the idea of a blinded experiment. Do you guys know what it means to have a blinded experiment or to, blind, to incorporate blinding into an experiment? So it's important if you're going to have a control group, if you're going to compare two groups of people, the people receiving the acupuncture and the people receiving the sham treatment, it's important that neither group knows which group they're in. They can't know if they're getting the actual or the, um, the sham treatment because that will affect their experience. It will it affect the way that they um, process the experience. Uh, and you don't want to unnecessarily um, bias your, um, your groups. So you don't tell the you don't tell either of the groups which treatment they're receiving, um, and you should start to be able to see the problem here with cupping because it's not 
easy to come up with a way to provide a control group or to come up with a sham uh, way to to uh, give someone uh, a, a cupping therapy. But that's just one way to blind it, right? Where you blind it so that the person receiving the treatment doesn't know what they're getting. But the best scientific experiments, the best experimental protocol incorporates double blinding. You've probably heard that used before, a double blinded experiment. Um, all the best medical um, tests, all the best scientific um, uh, experimental uh, protocols incorporate double blinded um, experiment experimentation. And so we've already identified one way to blind, right? You blind the recipient so they don't know what they're getting. But the other way to blind it is you also want to blind the experimenter, experimenter the one conducting the experiment, the person uh, conducting the treatment, or the person um, uh, evaluating the data. Uh, because they are also capable of, in, uh, of introducing their own biases into the experiment. Um, in that way, the... Honestly, the sham needles and the uh, the actual acupuncture treatment, probably not really possible to double blind that one because the people doing the sham treatment would actually know that they were doing a sham treatment. So in that way, it's it's probably not 100%. It's, it's not the most elegant experimental design. But in, in other experiments, including most medical uh, experiments, the people administering the medicine uh, wouldn't know which one they were giving. Uh, and they wouldn't need to know, right? If you're giving someone a pill, if you're giving someone a shot, if you're giving someone someone something to take orally, um, you don't have to know if, if what you're giving them is placebo or actually has the active ingredient in it. And so in that way, if the if the doctor or the person administering the, 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 the medication um, doesn't know what they're giving, then there's no way that they can subconsciously or imperceptibly uh, imperceptibly, imperceptibly, <laughs> I don't know, uh, uh, influence the experiment. Uh, and, you know, this is so much of what skepticism is, right? Is trying to, is being aware of human biases, being aware of the way the, the, uh, the um, very clever and unknown ways that it can manipulate and influence events. Uh, and so through science, we are constantly trying to find, find ways to mitigate those influences and those biases. And blinding and double blinding is a way that we do it in experimentation. And this is why it, there is so little data on cupping because it's really hard to design a very good um, experimental pro protocol where you can have a, a, a good control group in cupping. The fact is the only way to do cupping is to suck people's skin up into a jar. And there's just... I don't think people have come up with a very good way of, of um, faking that. And hence, the data is inconclusive. Uh, as a general rule, you can probably guess that cupping is about as effective as uh, acupuncture and probably works in a lot the same ways, but it's hard to verify. So if anyone out there can come up with a, a solution for how do you come up with a good control group, what is a good sham cupping technique or treatment, then I think we could probably run a really interesting experiment. Um, but in the meantime, I think what we could do is, you know, another thing that's come up in the skepticism channel is that we should do a group project, right? We should come up with a subject, just like I, here I've talked a little bit about cupping, but we should pick a project and then kind of approach it skeptically together in the skepticism channel. 
And, you know, we can all do research. We can look for articles. We can, you know, with your skeptic, excuse me, with your skeptic moderators, we can talk about the tools and the techniques that we're using. Uh, we can comment on, you know, each other's findings. Um, it would be a really great skeptical exercise. And so I'm going to go ahead and put the challenge out there and Dia will help us moderate this in the skepticism channel. But let's start pitching ideas for a good candidate to take on collectively the drug snugglers in the skepticism channel and we will we will work on it. And I think what we should work on is over the next week coming up with uh, candidates on the next Q&A next Thursday, we can announce one. We'll actually pick one. Um, and then on the following podcast, so two weeks from today, we can have basically a wrap up, a debrief. We can let people know uh, what the results were of our skeptical investigation. And I think it'll be really cool, it'll be really fun, and it will be hands on. The best way to learn anything is by doing it. And so it'll be a really great way for all of us to kind of start to get our brains wrapped around skepticism and introduced to the actual tools of skepticism. And you know, when we're thinking about candidates for what would be a good topic to take on, just remember, you know, we're not looking for the third rail topics, right? We don't want to, we're not trying to turn anyone off uh, by, you know, picking a topic that might be uh, on the wrong side of whatever their politic or religious leanings are. There are plenty of topics like cupping, right, that are perfectly, um, uh, perfectly uh, ripe for skeptical investigation, but that no one, is, I think, will be too strongly invested in. Um, so yeah, I'm really excited about that. I look forward to, to seeing what candidates you guys come up with in the skeptical, uh, in, in our skepticism channel on discord. If you're not following us in discord, uh, yet, by the way, please make sure that you get in there because, you know, we have these long form conversations once a week, but there is nonstop conversation where we can get into more detail, where there's more interaction, where it's not just listening to us on this side of the camera, but where it's interactive and we are all talking together. So definitely join us in the Drug Receipts Discord. Also follow us on all of our socials if you don't already. It's at Drug Receipts, wherever, you, uh, wherever your social platforms are, at Drug Receipts on Twitter, at Drug Receipts on Instagram. You can find uh, Drug Receipts, our Drug Receipts channel on YouTube. Um, I've gone through this whole thing without asking any questions. So I will open it up. We've covered a lot of content tonight. Um, meds, do we have any questions from Discord or from the YouTube chat? Um, and for those of you chatting, do you have any questions uh, that you'd like to put up? I will give an opportunity for questions before we wrap things up here. Oh, thanks for that, Joellen. I almost forgot. We do bring the title cards. That's good, Don. He has, he has questions in all caps. What, what, what were you doing for the last two hours? I'm sure you were collecting the best questions of the bunch. We've been, we're looking at the chat live. So I know we've been kind of taking them in real time as they've come in. What are these cool things that are being posted in there? Rescue and respect. <laughs> cool. Um, well, guys, if you guys don't have any questions, I'm not going to, I'm not going to force you all to sit here while I wait for a question to come in. I think we've had a lot of good conversation this evening. I'm just going to scroll through here real quick and make sure I haven't missed anything. Oh, holy shit. 
Siren, Sax Siren is just chilling in the background. Yeah, if you guys didn't see it, you see Siren back here? Sat Commander made this or had it made? How cool, how cool is this community? And how cool is like the IRL stuff that's coming out of it? Tyler's got those prints now. We've got th this cutout. Look at how thick and sturdy this thing is. It's so cool. We've got Acrothetics making, you know, digital assets. So excited about this community, guys. I mean, obviously, I've, I'm already excited about drug receipts. I love it. I love creating this stuff. But seeing what you guys are doing with it, seeing the way that this thing is like, it, you know, it's just taking on a life of its own and seeing all the different interpretations and takes on drug receipts and how you are all engaged with it. Uh, it just makes it so fun to be a part of this community. It makes it so cool to be a snuggler, just to be sharing with all of you drug snugglers and to seeing and just seeing how much you add to the enterprise. This is why we're here. And, you know, literally every day, every minute, every time I log on to Discord, there's something new. I, I'm seeing what Acrothetics is posting now, and I can't wait till we wrap up here so I can get in there and start taking a look at it. Um, but, yeah, guys, love you all. I snug the snug out of you. <laughs> um, this has been a fun one. Thanks to John Julio, Randy, John Ortiz for coming in. Thanks to Tyler for being in here. Um, thanks to Jesse for the news. Uh, thanks to Joellen, Don, all of our meds, our pharmacists, our stimulants. Thanks to all of you guys who keep this community running. Uh, looking forward to all of our upcoming events. Stay, uh, stay in touch on our Discord and on our socials for all the latest updates. Um, this has been another episode of Stop Questioning Everything, the official Drug Receipts podcast. Uh, we'll snug you later. Bye, guys. Bye.